from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Well, Miles, it's been a while. How you been? Uh, busy. Yeah. Well, I say it's been a while, but I think it's only been two weeks. Uh, I think this would be the third week. Third week. Okay. I, I yeah. think we missed two weeks. Yeah, yeah. That sounds about right. Not just work being all like worky and demanding and no the darn work. Well, the the problem is, is second shift is getting just butchered. Oh yeah. Um, it started out with uh, we had two temps, and they both got let go, so we were down two people, and then we had. Uh, a full-time employee, go to first shift to start training to be a flex tech. Then we had a quality analyst leave, so I got bumped up to QA. And now our other quality analyst is looking to retire, so one, they need to replace her, and then they need to replace the backup. So we have two people that are going to be taking turns, taking two weeks, learning quality on first shift. Then we lost another employee who went away, got rid of another temp, and we brought in like four new temps within the last two weeks to replace them all. Yeah. That's insane. We went from like nine full-time second shift employees to like four. Jesus. Yeah. And now they're just struggling to get people trained in and and still make product. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Just, it's painful. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so they've been they've been needing a lot of extra help. Sounds just brutal. Uh yeah, but you know, at least I'm one of the people they're relying on. Yeah, and yeah. So that, that that's a good position yep. to be in. For sure. <laughs> for sure. And how have you been? Uh you know, I've been pretty good. Um I'm trying to think if if I've been up to anything like <clears throat> beer related lately. Not really. Uh just been uh like Doing summer stuff, uh, trying to stay on top of things, and then um, uh, getting ready for my trip to Portland in a couple of weeks here. I'm jealous. Very jealous. It's going to be fun. Well, one, I'm jealous that you're going to Portland for beerish reasons, I assume. Uh, partially beerish reasons. Mostly Portland's just a fun city. So, And I also have a longtime friend in Oregon. Oh, okay. She'll cool. be She'll be coming to the wedding, but... I haven't seen her in like three or four years. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's been a while. That is a long time. No, I've been doing uh, the occasional tinkering project, and I'm in the back of my mind thinking, how can I apply this to beer? <laughs> no, so I I just got this uh, this Arduino thing that I showed you. I'm doing um, a completely unrelated project, but I've been looking up other projects, and one of them was uh, temperature and humidity controlled, how I can use one of these things. Oh, that'll be cool. And, yeah, especially if you start figuring out you can do it for, like, 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's neither here nor there right now, but who knows? Or I, I'm probably going to give it a try, if not for um, mashing, then definitely for fermentation. Yeah. And... As far as the humidity controlled, I've always been interested in making cheese, and that is definitely a big part of it. Yeah, that's that's huge for cheese. So if I can if I can figure that out, I'll probably end up having some real nifty projects in the future. Yeah, that'll be fun. 
So uh, we've got this thing here. Yeah, so we have the pale ale that we that we brewed the other day. Um, it's essentially the same recipe as Andromeda. Um, actually, if you open up my beer smith, I think you can pull up the recipe there. Sure. Uh, it's on that machine, if I remember right. Unless it's on this one, but I don't think it is. Andromeda? Uh, yep. Uh, just right. the hops are different. Okay, just the hops are different. Yep. Oh, that's right. Give me just a second here. All right, so we have 16 pounds Golden Promise, 2 pounds Flaked Oats, 1 pound of Acid Malt, underrated stuff, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, 1 pound of White Wheat Malt. Uh, we swapped that for Flaked Wheat, I we believe. We swapped that for Flaked Wheat. Yep. 2.5, or excuse me, 8 ounces of Munich Malt, 10. Yep. Wonderful grain, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff, like you hate, um, USO five, yeah, that that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, then we get into the hops: two and a half ounces of hop shot, four ounces of citra, two ounces of amarillo. And then, all right, so uh, yes. going going hops, um, we did four ounces of galaxy and two ounces of mosaic yeah. uh, for uh, for the well, it was supposed to be the flame out edition. Uh, but that did not happen. Uh, Eric decided he wanted to do a hop stand and then missed his mark by about 20 degrees. Ouch. Um, so, yeah, and you can taste it in the beer. Uh, at least I can. I don't know. Um, like, I'm looking for just a little bit more of a robust hop character. Um, it, and it, it's got kind of like that um, secondary juicy quality to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely not quite as prominent as you would expect, especially yep. for the quantities we're, yeah. we're talking about. Oh, yeah, about. no, and that's like mm-hmm. that's why Flame Out, I was looking forward just to I summarize some of those alpha acids and mm-hmm. get uh, a little bit more um, of that oomph. oomph there, like that that bittering oomph. Yeah, which I'm I'm actually quite a big fan of in, in a decent pale ale. Mm-hmm. And so what is what is your take on this? So... Um, I've bre- this is the second time I've brewed this recipe with uh, I mean different hops this time. Uh, the first the first att- the first one I think turned out better. Okay, um, I will, I'm a little bit happier with that one, um, but it's it's cloudy. I mean, kind of what we were looking for, which is what you're gonna get. Um, big mango nose I get off of it. I get almost a lemony quality off the nose. Okay. Uh, it's it's really good. It smells really good. It doesn't hold head very well. I can live with that though. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Yep. No. Um. The hop flavor just is not there. Yeah. No. Way. It's 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 so it, it has it has the upfront juiciness. Yep. And it has a little bit of the back end bitterness, but it's missing the mid range. It is. It's, it's missing that body of hop character that you like in pale ales and that's and that's my biggest my biggest complaint about this beer um it's still good uh and i've drank a lot of it um because it's it's a good juicy ipa which i enjoy but i think i'm gonna brew it again next weekend um and i'm gonna i'm gonna do it with two row this time because i don't have i don't want to shell out the cash for golden promise anymore uh and i'm going to uh Make sure, maybe even do a 15-minute edition of those instead of a flame-out. Okay. Just to really try to get that, get those hops just in there. Just kind of 
force them to do something. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, it 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 really is missing that big middle part where it kind of ends up being in not quite multi. Yeah, land, it's, it's, it's it's almost weird in multi- that. Yeah. It, it's almost like a uh, an Americanized version of some sort of Munich ale. Yeah, um, juicy and hoppy. It's, it, and yeah, it, it misses the mark just a little bit. Like just if, it had, bit. if it if it had that middle hop character, uh, malt bill, I still like it. I like the like the pillowy. Oh yeah, uh, no, it, it, it's very bill. yeah, it's very light. It's got the right kind of qualities that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the the base beer minus the hops. It's just that you don't want the base beer minus the hops. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Uh, so. It it needs a little bit of tweaking, uh, but overall, um, it's a decent beer. No, this like, it's drinkable. This is still a very drinkable beer. Yeah. Whereas Eric's favorite term, crushable. Crushable, yes. Crushable. It is the yeah. You can easily sit back and have a couple of these. Yeah. Somehow at eight thirty in the morning. <laughs> 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 yes. All right. Um, well, should we dive into our discussion topic? Yeah, for the day? we might as well. So. I have a I have a friend. Uh, he was the he's one of the cider makers. I've been tr- or I've been talking to him, trying to find a half-assed decent time to get him on the show so we can talk about ciders one of these days. But he also wants to get into uh, brewing beers more. Okay. Uh, he has been nothing but extract, you know, buying kits. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he has a, a pretty general understanding at best. Not not to say that he's yeah. unintelligent by any means, but uh, he's just unexperienced. And so he wants to jump into all grain. And he wants to jump into it hard and fast. So by Thursday morning, he wants to brew an all grain batch, having never brewed all grain, mm-hmm. having never dealt with a mash ton, etc., etc., and he was wanting to immediately already start with a recirculation system, uh, heat control so system. So going whole hog getting, immediately. Yeah, he wanted to go whole hog immediately. Nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, except I have been there. You don't jump that deep and expect to have good results. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's 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 hard to jump that deep in, but if he's been doing... Uh, if he's been doing extract for a while, all the hard parts are done. Like, I mean, the post, the post boil stuff, uh, sanitation, like all that stuff is the really hard thing to learn and get get through your head. Like, clean, 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 yeah. clean, yep. clean, clean, clean. Um, and so once you have that, like, if you're if you're using pre built all grain recipes right off the bat, like to learn how recipes are made and stuff. Yep. I think you'll be fine. I think he'll be fine. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of moving parts. Um, so he needs to be on his toes and I would assume sober for yes. uh, for the brew day. Yes. Uh, but I don't know. I, th- I think it can be done. It, it can. My worry is just that there's uh, a whole lot of nuances that, you know, are kind of learned, not taught yeah. sort of thing. Yep. And the last thing you want to do is introduce you know, two dozen more nuanceal areas that yeah. can easily be messed up. Oh, on. for sure. You know, especially if, you know, I just handed you uh, a $1,000 setup and said start brewing and you hardly knew what was happening, mm-hmm. you know, and your beer didn't turn out very well. 
where do you think you should start looking as to how to fix it? Yeah, yeah, no, that's and yeah, I guess there's there's a lot of there's a there's a lot of potential for error there. It's it's a steep learning curve, especially if you were to want to start using what I've made for myself on that one gallon level, mm-hmm. um, which, which is more or less what he wants, you know, because he's asking me for prices on how to do everything, and I and I'm like, dude, like, start small. Right, start with a cooler and batch sparging and go from there. That is it, literally what I said. Um, I, you know, because basically you can start with that and you can start upgrading to all of these things without having to replace anything along yeah. the way. You know, so. Yeah, no, know. yeah. I'd, go go analog before you go digital. Yeah. Um, if that makes any sense. Like, the, the learning curve is steep. Yeah, Um. Yeah, it is. So, like in that situation, I would definitely recommend him start with, with uh, like I mean, if if he wants to get a little fancy, do uh, batch sparging, but add a pump. Yep. Like add a pump to pump from your uh, your mash tun to your kettle. Yep. Or and to and to louder. Like that's that. I mean, that's that's as, that's about as complex as I'd go for your first all grain setup. No, and and that's true because especially because you, you're already talking about needing thermal tubing, um, the recirculation method ideally with relatively even redistribution, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he already wants to be brewing by the day after tomorrow. And we had our biggest conversation about it yesterday. Hey, I mean, I'm glad that he's gung ho. No, I I um, am too. It's I just am too. getting the parts in two days is going to be a little rough. And and that's the point. I mean, he. he I, could, I guess you could probably head up to Northern Brewer and get some weldless weldless bulkheads and stuff. And well, he already has some bulkheads and stuff, you know, and make them work for a day or two at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can get a cooler from work, or I told him what I did and got one from uh, Walmart mm-hmm. for cheap that I modified the one at Eric's right yep. now. Uh and he has a false bottom. He's going to see if he can't make it fit. Otherwise, I showed him how to do the the mesh screen thing, okay, real quick, as a you know temporary and cheap solution. Yeah, you can get a tube for like eight bucks. You just have to hacksaw the effer off of there, yep. which it which can be a pain. In hey, the I butt. used one of those for a while. Yeah, I mean, they definitely get the job yep. done. Uh, nowhere near as good as a false bottom, which is the far superior method to brewing. Uh, well, at least over a screen mesh. Personally, I prefer the absolute best solution, which is a manifold. Uh, no, I, I think you're really confused on what the word best means. Like, because no. you, what you just you just described an inferior method. Moving on, because <laughs> <laughs> this is just this spiral out of control. Well, it's this it's, is almost as yeah. bad as USO five. <laughs> Except we can agree on USO5. Um, anyways, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and uh, it kind of came to me because of, you know, talking to him, uh, how we got started and some of the obstacles that we kind of ran into along the way. Okay. So, for example, what? how did you know you loved beer as much as you do? How did I? Well, I kept drinking it. Craft, um, well, craft beer. Specifically. All right, so craft beer. Man, I don't. I don't really know. Um, uh, it was. It was a weird journey for me because I didn't drink beer for the longest time because I didn't like the taste. I would only drink 
uh, liquor. Okay. And then, okay. um, and then I started drinking uh, Killian's Irish Red, uh, and it kind of went from there to trying some different stuff, um, and yeah, like it just it just kind of spiraled from there. I was n- I I like you didn't drink beer for quite a while, and you know my brother was a big big drinker, especially in college. And I always liked the idea of just, you know, like having a drink with my brother Mm -hmm. because it just makes sense and it's cool. And he would always, you know, get beer because it's definitely a cheaper alternative to liquor. Mm -hmm. And he would try and get, you know, some more fun stuff, Corona, Kleinies, Nuglaris, what have you. And I started enjoying them for the most part. And at this point, I'm actually 20, almost 21. And he brought home Nuglaris stone soup one day. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this beer is so good. Yeah. I mean, it was at that point that it really kind of dawned on me that beer can be really freaking good. And mm-hmm. it was almost a, a philosophical mo- moment for me. Okay. And I and it was at that point that I really started uh, drinking beer and, and trying to find some new fun and crazier nice. stuff. Yeah. And then, I don't know, uh, between... Me and Eric, we kind of got together with uh, this guy, Levi, that Eric was pretty good friends with at the time, who's like, you know, we can try making beer. I'm like, hey, that that sounds kind of cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, they started out with an extract kit, and I walked in halfway through, and I just remember having no clue what was going on, being completely and utterly... Lost. Lost, yeah. Like, I could hardly get my head around the idea of what wort was or Mm -hmm. what that term was really referring to. Because I'm just looking at a pot of hot stuff, and I'm like, this is the wort. Why is that? I don't don't get it. You know, because they just mixed some syrup in it, and now it's wort, and I don't know what that means. Yeah, I my first batch um, was a Hefeweizen uh, kit. extract uh i spent probably nine months lurking on forums and whatnot before i even bought the bought the equipment um just just researching and reading like first timer mistakes and stuff um and my first batch by all means was not perfect we had boil overs and all that fun stuff but it turned out to be a perfectly drinkable beer and I was very excited about it. <laughs> Nobody else was, but <laughs> you definitely look through rose-colored glasses at your own products. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Going back to that beer, I'd be like, "What?" Um, but yeah. Then within a f- probably did you start six months extract? Yeah, I started extract, okay. and then um, within three or four batches, I was already researching all grain and moving that direction. Sure. Um, and then I got a real shot in the arm when I won an award with my first all-grain batch. True. I think I gave that to you. Yep. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah, so that, that kind of solidified, okay, beer's fun. Yeah. I uh, I ended up kind of getting, uh, I don't, it's a very bittersweet thing. Um, years and years ago, my um, my mom passed away, and... We got her health insurance money, and my dad more or less just kind of parceled it out to all of us evenly, and I ended up spending quite a bit of that. 
on all of my homebrew stuff. It was uh, it's funny because after we did some of those extract brews, I just started delving deep into it and mm-hmm. reading and reading and researching and researching and just loving every second of it. Reading books left, right, and center, and I would just talk to people about it, and people are would be polite enough to listen. Yep. And at one point at work, I was talking to the cook behind the dumpster smoking a cigarette and said, I could do this for the rest of my life. And it was literally like the Hollywood style light appeared above my head. Ding. And I'm like, I could do this for the rest of my life. (laughs) And in two trips, I think within a week or two, uh, I spent probably over $1,200 at Northern Brewer. Jesus. I bought... All the things. All the things. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have absolutely nothing that I need. Tell me what I need and I will buy it. And so I got all the things. So I got the uh, the bigger mash tun with mm-hmm. all the bells and whistles. I got like two fermenters, you know, one of each size. I got the wort chiller, the... Uh, in that day, I bought uh, a burner, a propane tank, the propane, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I bought everything. And then we just started making our own beer and our own recipes. And they were complete and utter garbage because we had never written a recipe. Mm-hmm. We had never looked at all grain recipes, um, understood the how they, you know, how you write one. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to make one that was like, 90% amber malt cuz we wanted to make an amber ale and that makes sense. Yeah, that 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 that's solid. Uh, good. <laughs> that's good thinking on your part. They have the same word in their name? They do. It made sense. Dang it. You make a pale ale with pale malt, you make an amber ale with, with amber, amber malt. malt. Perfect. That's all I need. I like this and you make a chocolate beer with chocolate malt. Just that would be gross. Ten pounds. <laughs> that would be so gross. So bitter. <laughs> you would need lots of sugar. You would have to, it'd have to be uh, chocolate malt and then like ten pounds of lactose. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. It's just chocolate milk at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Really bitter chocolate milk. Yep. Oh, man. No, so... I guess my biggest obstacles were always educational for the most okay. part because I when I started making them. I had no idea what I was doing. And then even after I researched, I bought all the stuff. I still had no idea what I was doing. Leaping before looking, that sort of thing. Yeah, landing on my face every single time. And troubleshooting throughout throughout the years was not that much kinder to me. <laughs> yeah, my biggest obstacles were uh, were motivational. Um, for the most part, and finding time, uh, time, time restrictions and motivational, uh, because like I'll get really excited about it for like two weeks, and then be like, eh, I don't want to do it anymore, and then like it, it just it's like a sine wave. It goes woo. <laughs> See, motivation was never was never really our problem. I mean, don't get me wrong; there were the occasional times where we just didn't have the money to buy the last couple of things we needed. You know, like we needed a new quarter turn valve or some new washers or some new, you know, things to make something not leak or etc., etc., etc. And we would find excuses not to brew that day just because we weren't prepared, yeah. quote unquote. 
Um, but heck, even after Eric moved to Minnesota the first time, uh, we brewed consistently every two weeks for like eight straight months or something. Oh, wow. It was amazing. Thinking about it now, I have absolutely no idea where all that beer went. <laughs> Don't get uh, some of it got poured. I think he shared a lot of it with friends. Lord knows we drank quite a bit of it, but. Five gallons every two weeks is a lot of beer to drink. Yes, it is. So, I don't know. Uh, these days, I think motivation is is part of my problem. <laughs> Actually, I think it's pro- probably more priorities. Oh, just having priorities. to pay for the wedding, I can't be like, hey, let's just brew a lot. Yeah, you can. Weddings are unimportant. <sighs> Says the bachelor. Yep. Coming to my bachelor party. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Did, you, did Eric tell you what the one big thing I asked? Strippers? No, no. <laughs> uh, so obviously this is off topic, but I'm just because I find it amusing. There's a Eric lives less than ten miles away from a free running gym. Oh, that's right. We're gonna go parkouring. Yes. After we're all hung over from the night before. Yes. I'm going to yell parkour. Well, constantly on the, on the bright Parkour! side, it's going to be at two in the afternoon as opposed to like nine a.m. or something. Okay, so we got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, Eric wants me to bring my bike up. He's like, "Yeah, we'll get a bike ride in in the morning." I'm like, "Dude, you're going to be so hungover." <laughs> you'll you'll put it on the bike rack just for show. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Um, well, should we wrap up? I I think so. Why are you not playing thing? I I don't know. Oh, this this is this is your job. I don't know how to do that stuff. I know. I was just trying to figure out. Like I had clicked on it, but I accidentally right clicked on it with one of the clicks because stupid Pat doesn't stupid thing. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week, uh, and I hope you enjoy the discussion. If you'd like to support us, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Blind New Studios. Um, or if you're going to do any Amazon shopping, uh, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage uh, and do your Amazon shopping as normal and we get a bit of a kickback from Amazon. Also, uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, that helps us uh, bring in more listeners and stuff. And if you haven't reviewed us yet, just go give us, uh, give us a few stars and we'd love it. All right, guys, uh, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios, or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.